scripture passage today comes from the gospel according to Matthew. We're looking at chapter 14. We're going to skip around a little bit, doing verse 1 to 11 and then 14 to 16. Uh, before we do this, let's pause for a moment in prayer. Good and gracious Father, Lord, you have given us everything that we need for a fruitful and good and holy life. And you have given us your word, Lord, the word that indwells in our hearts, the word proclaimed in the good news of the gospel. And this word, Lord, written here, inspired by your Holy Spirit, written down faithfully by your prophets and apostles, and then passed down to us today. But Father, as we read these words, we know we can understand none of these things unless that same spirit that inspired them would inspire us again. So we ask, Lord, again, to breathe that spirit upon us, that we may hear, that we may see, that we may read, that we may understand your good and perfect will for us. Lord, bless this holy reading of your holy word. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This is the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 13, verses 1 to 11 and 14 to 16. Listen now to the word of the Lord. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil, but when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain. Some are hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has, has ears, let him hear. Then the disciples came to him and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, You will indeed hear, but never understand, and you will indeed see, but never perceive, for this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and with their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears for they hear. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So do you all remember, I'd say maybe about 20, 30 years ago, there was a big phase with the 3D art you remember those? It was a computer-generated 3D art, and if you looked at it in just the right way, you could see this, uh, this 3D image pop out right out of the picture. It was really neat. It was really cool. Uh, some of y'all might not remember. It happened, it got real popular in the 90s, I think, when it came out. I was working at a bookstore at the time, and we got all these books and posters all about this 3D art. And, and if I haven't seen it, th this 3D art, like I said, is a picture or poster, and when you look at it, it looks like static. Like, that's all you see is, like, static. It, 
orange and red and blue or green and it's and it's static all over the page but there was this trick to it you were supposed to do something with your eyes you had to hold your eyes just right and if you did that this 3d picture would pop out the page i mean it really is cool it really did work you had to like i said you had to do something right with your eyes people kept saying oh you got to relax your eyes but, but that never worked for me i was just like uh, how i can't relax them anymore and I would just get sleepy. But the trick I, that worked for me is they said you had to focus behind the picture. Don't focus on the picture. You had to focus behind the picture. And if you did that, all of a sudden this picture that looked like static turned into a marvel. There would be clouds or ships or, or a castle. And it was, it was like really like jumping out of the page. It was the coolest thing to see. Unless you couldn't see it. And then it was very frustrating because you're looking and you're like, I can't see it. They're like, oh, yeah, I see a cloud. There's a plant, a tree. And they're like, where? Where? I don't see a cloud. Where's the cloud? There's a Seinfeld episode about that. You should check it out on Netflix. It's the one where Elaine is working for Mr. Pitts. Okay? You'll know what I'm talking about if you know Seinfeld. It can be, but it can be very frustrating because other people are seeing it. And all you see is static. And it was the strangest thing because when two people could look at this picture, two of them staring at exactly the same picture, one person is seeing a marvel, a 3D castle and a ship and a sun and, and a clouds and the landscape. But the other person looking at the exact same picture and all they saw was static. See, there's a good analogy here. It's a really good metaphor for life. Okay, and the metaphor is, the message there is, you can look and still not see. You can look, yet you still cannot see. There's sometimes in life where we're not just looking right. And if you don't look right, then all you're going to see out of life is static. You're going to look around and see it's just a bunch of people and things bumping around and moving around. But if you focus right, if you focus your eyes just right, you can see something that is truly marvelous. And that's what Jesus has promised us here. That's what he promises here in, here in the story. If you focus your eyes right, you focus your ears right, your heart in the right place, and I will show you something wonderful. And what he's promised to show us is the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. Focus your eyes right, Jesus says. Focus your heart right on me, and I will show you the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. And, and he begins this lesson here with the parable, as he does so many times. And you may have heard it. It's the parable of the, call it the seed for the sower. And he, he says he gathered at the edge of the sea, and this huge crowd came out to see him. He says there were so many people, they had no room, and he had to get up out on a boat. And they pushed him out into the water a few feet, and everyone gathered and pressed along to the beach to hear these words of wisdom that Jesus would tell them. And this is what he told them. There was once a man who had a bag of seed, and he went out sowing it along the ground. He said some, some seed fell along a path. And birds came and they snatched it up. He said, some seed fell among rocks and, and it had thin soil and it grew up real quick. But, but because the soil was thin, as soon as the sun came out, it scorched and it died. 
He said some seed fell among thorns and it started to grow up, but because of all the weeds and thorns around, it got choked away and that died too. But some seed, it fell on good ground and it multiplied a hundredfold, 60, 30. And that's your lesson for the day. And that was it. That was it. That's what he told them. That was the lesson. He told them and, and, and everybody was confused. The disciples were confused. They're like, wait a minute. What are you talking about? These guys are farmers. They, they know how to throw seed out. Like, Why, Jesus, are you talking to us in parables? Why can't you just be straight? Just tell us straight what it is. Why are these stories and these metaphors? And, you know, he, he answered in an amazing way, amazing answer he gave them. You know what he said? He said, I speak in parables so they won't understand me. That's right. You heard it right. I speak in parables, Jesus said, so people won't understand me. I don't want them to understand. I want them to be confused. He says it right there, verse 11. What do he tell them? He says, to you, my disciples, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of heaven. He says, but to them, to them it's not been given. I've kept it from them. And in fact, I've hid it from them deliberately. I've done it so much, I've done it to fulfill a prophecy. In Isaiah, it said that they will see, but they will not perceive. They will hear, but they will never understand. And it's because their hearts have gone dull that they can see and not perceive, that they can hear and they cannot understand. And so he speaks in parables. He says, I will speak in parables now, so this will keep going. So this prophecy will be fulfilled. People will see and not perceive that they'll hear me, but they're not going to understand what I say. Some people, some people, we, we, they walk in the same world with us side by side. They will see what we see, hear what we see, hear the same gospel preached that we have heard preached, hear the same words that Jesus spoke that we hear. Some will see static. And others see something truly marvelous. Now, this can be confusing. It can be confusing, to say the least, because it doesn't sound like the Jesus we know. I mean, why would Jesus want to hide things from people? I mean, just last week, we, we talked about how his, his arms are wide open. Anybody who would profess him as Lord and Savior can come, and Jesus will acknowledge him before his Father in heaven. So why does it look like that Jesus is shutting some people out here? Before I answer that, I want to point out how right Jesus is, though. I want to just point out to you and show you how right Jesus is about some people can hear and they understand immediately and they understand their whole life and some people can hear the exact same thing, but they can't get it. And no matter what it seems, they can't get it. Now, when he gathers with his disciples, he explains this parable to them. He explains it in depth. Because even the disciples, they didn't get what he was talking about. And Jesus says, okay, this is what this parable means. The seed that's being thrown out, that is the word of God. That is the promise of the gospel. And it's being thrown out. Now those that it fell upon rocky path, those are the people that hear the word, says, but they don't understand it. And the birds are, 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 is Satan coming to snatch the word out of their heart so it never has a chance to take root. He says, though, but the seed that fell on rocky ground, that's people who receive the word with joy. They actually receive it. 
and they take it in and it starts to grow in them but it says the soil is thin and as soon as the sun comes out which means tribulation and hardship and trials in life as soon as that happens they give it up because their roots aren't deep enough it says and then the, the the seed thrown on the thorns that's also people who receive the word of god who hear it and they try to take it in but the thorns are all the cares and worries of life Things like, uh, all, I guess, all the business we have to do, the temptations, the desires of the heart, the greed that we have. And it says all these desires and all these temptations, they choke it out. And so the word never produces fruit in their heart. There's only one group that hears the gospel and keeps it. And Jesus calls them good soil. And what distinguishes the good soil from the bad is it says that they will hear and they understand. They understand. Something clicks in them. Something clicks in them and their eyes are open and their ears truly hear. And and they understand not just on a surface way, they understand all the way to the depth of their soul and this understanding stays with them and it allows them to go through all the hard times, all the tribulations, all the temptations that life throws at them. And that's what makes them good soil. They hear and they understand. Not just with the mind. They understand with the heart. That allows Christ to dwell in them. And I got to say, this this really is true. I mean, it really is. I mean, the more I live, the more I explore, the more I engage with people, there are some that get it, and there are some that don't. And it doesn't matter what I say or what I do, I cannot make other people get the simple truth about Christ as Lord. We can live in the same world, we can experience the same life, we can hear the same gospel and the same words of Jesus, but all they hear is static. All they see is static and they can't see the marvel that Christ has laid before their eyes. And you know, smarts don't matter. Smarts don't matter. I've, I've known people, there's some really, really good minds out there that can't seem to get the truth about Christ. There's some, there's some great minds out there. Some really smart people that don't seem to get it. It's like a mental block or, or, or maybe a refusal to see what Christ is speaking to them. I mean, it's exactly like Jesus said. They have eyes, but they can't see. They have ears, but they can't hear. And we're both looking at the same picture. We're both looking at the same gospel that's been given to us. And some of us can see the kingdom of heaven. Some of us just static. If you've ever tried to argue with an atheist, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It can be very difficult and at some point you can even argue them to a place where they've got no good answer for you but they still just refuse to give in i was at a conference once and there was a there was an atheist there and i'd gotten into a lot of discussions and conversations with him and and his point he kept saying i don't believe in god because i'm gonna follow the evidence it's got to be evidence to me evidence evidence he kept talking about all this evidence And finally, I said, well, what about the evidence for the resurrection? He said, well, what evidence is there? I said, if you look at every historical record, eyewitness reports from the time of Jesus, they all say the same thing, that there was an empty tomb, 
And Jesus appeared to them risen after he died. That's the historical evidence. He says, oh, well, no, no, no. I, I believe that the disciples stole the body. So I said, well, where's your evidence for that? Do you have a single eyewitness historical record that says that the disciples stole the body? No. Well, where's your evidence? He said, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I still don't believe. And so I got frustrated with him. I finally said, what is it going to take you to believe? What kind of evidence would I give you that you would believe? And he finally gave me an honest answer. He said, I don't know. I just don't believe. Just wouldn't get it. There's a story even more amazing than that. I had read this from a, uh, it, was a it was a collection of what they called deconversion stories. It was people that were telling the story of how they converted away from faith. They weren't conversion stories going from unbelief to faith. They were deconversion stories. They were going from belief into unbelief. And this one girl, this were her own words, okay, her own words. She said she was very young and she was struggling with the idea of faith and she was having a hard time believing. And she was alone at her parents' house one night and she was in a living room that had this big window. It was night and there was a terrible storm going on outside and she was very frightened. And so she sat, she got on her knees in front of that window and she said, God, if you're real, if you're real, just give me a sign that you're real. Now this is her own testimony, okay? As soon as she prayed that, she said lightning struck her front yard right in front of the window twice. It's like, bam, bam, right there, shook the whole house. Two bolts of lightning right in front of her. You know what she did? She said she got up off her knees and said, you know what? I still don't believe. I still don't believe. Some people, they have eyes they won't see they have ears but they won't understand now you might be asking yourself is it really their fault i mean because jesus said right here i'm speaking in parables so people don't understand me i mean does that mean jesus is keeping the gospel the secrets of the kingdom that could could draw some of these people into conversion and into faith he's keeping it away from them well, like a, a good pastor, I'm going to give you the answer is yes and no. But, no, no, it's a good one. Listen to me, okay? The key to understanding how this is both yes and no, and how Jesus keeps it from them, but it doesn't keep them from it, the key to understanding it is what we're celebrating here today. Remember, today is the day of Pentecost. And what are we celebrating here? You remember? The start of the church, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yes, the gift of the Holy Spirit. The disciples gathered together in Jerusalem. This is after Jesus had ascended into heaven. They were gathered together, and the Holy Spirit came upon them in a mighty wind. Remember, tongues of fire appeared over their head. And for the first time, the disciples really understood what was happening. For the first time, they got it. and Because the Holy Spirit taught them, and it told them all these things in their mind that was blind before, and their ears that were stopped that before, they were like, oh, yeah. Now it makes sense. But you see, it wasn't their mind that understood it. It was the Holy Spirit. It wasn't their effort and power that was able to understand it. It was the Holy Spirit and the truth about Christ, about His identity, 
about redemption, about eternal life, about even our state as sinners and our need for grace and the truth that only Christ can give us this. These are the secrets of the kingdom of heaven and they're hidden secrets because they can only be understood through the gift of the Holy Spirit. And these secrets of the kingdom cannot be understood apart from the Holy Spirit. So that means anybody who tries to approach this to understand with their own mind it's going to remain a secret. Anyone who tries to grasp these things with their own understanding, their own intelligence, their own wisdom, all they're ever going to see in this life when they look at the gospel is static. It's kept a secret specifically so we cannot understand these things without the help of God. It's kept a secret specifically so we understand that we know that we can't do it alone. It can't be by our power. It can't be by our wisdom. It's not by our understanding. We didn't figure out ourselves. It is a truth that is revealed, not figured out. It is a grace that's given, not a grace that's earned. So who gets the secret? And who remains confused? I'll tell you, anyone who will allow God to reign in his life will see the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. Anyone who is able to let go and willing to let go and let God's will be in our will will understand these secrets of the kingdom of heaven. Anyone who's able to let go of our understanding, of our need to know, of our need for or our demand that God prove himself to us, and reveal himself to us on our terms if we can let go on that and lean upon his wisdom he will show these secrets to us anyone who could just relax their eyes let the spirit focus for you and you will see and what jesus said to his disciples and what i think he would say to you if he were standing here right now he would say, blessed are your eyes, for they see. And blessed are your ears, for they hear. Now, I don't want anyone to get worried and think that, well, I, there's a lot I don't understand. Does that mean it's being kept hidden from me? That's not what Jesus means here. There's a lot that you're not going to understand, but to you has been given the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. I'm talking about the secret to know your need for Jesus Christ. The secret to know yourself as a sinner and that you need Christ to save you. I'm talking about the secret of your utter and absolute dependence on Christ from today until the day you die. I'm talking about the secret that only Jesus Christ can supply all of the deepest needs that you have in life. Now it might not seem like a secret. You're like, everybody knows that. Come on. What kind of secret is that? That's no secret at all. It's not true. It's not true. It is a secret. Because there are many that have heard this same message and they don't see it. Their eyes can't see and their ears cannot hear. But to you, that's been given the secret of the kingdom of heaven. It's a neat trick, really, being able to see this secret of the kingdom of heaven. Because no matter how hard you think, no matter how hard you try to make yourself see, all you'll ever see is static. 
You have to relax, not just your eyes, but your mind and your heart. You've got to give up this illusion of control, this illusion of understanding that we adore so much. You've got to let go and allow the Holy Spirit to reign in you. You have to allow the Spirit of God who sees all and knows all to enter into your heart and to enter into your understanding. And only when you see through His eyes will you not only behold the secrets of the kingdom, you will begin to see the wonder and the miracle that is life. And friends, that is truly a marvel to behold. To God be all the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, this is the body of Christ broken for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. Let us stand and sing together our response of thanksgiving. Let us pray. Good and heavenly Father, we come and we receive this gift that you have given us, Lord, with gladness and with gratitude. Father, may the blood and the, and the body of Jesus Christ continue to live into us and continue to transform our days until we become the men and women that you have made us to be. And may your glory go throughout all the world until your Son returns to us again. In Christ Jesus we pray. Amen. And now we're going to continue standing, saying it is what it is you believe, using the words of the Apostles' Creed. Friends, what is it you believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born on the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We are going to remain standing and seeing hymn number 324, Open My Eyes That I May See.
Go now, friends, with the eyes that see and the ears that hear, and behold the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. And now may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious to thee. May the Lord lift his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.